This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking about how to find the right journalist to contact with your pitch or press release. I'm recording this podcast on the 24th of March 2020. Um, As you know, I'm based in the UK um, and in the UK and around the world, we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. So it's a really scary, uncertain time right now for all business owners. Many of the business owners who I have in my community are dog walkers, dog groomers, dog sitters and dog trainers. And they have been basically told um, that they can't work. So we're in this really tricky situation where we as self-employed people, we still don't know what the government's going to do. Um, whether we're going to be provided for, and it's a really, really difficult, uncertain time. So what I've been recommending for people in my Facebook group to do is to upskill themselves, really, during this really difficult time that we're all going through, um, and to think about the things that we say that we're going to do and never quite get around to doing. So all those kind of um, unfinished social media courses that you might have in your inbox, or the SEO that you're always planning on doing on your website, or you know, maybe learning to blog or thinking about pitching and sending press releases. So what I'd like you to do if you're listening in now and you're in this kind of state of panic and anxiety is to take a little bit of a step back and have a look at the things that you're going to be doing in your business moving forward. So going into the summer, maybe even going into the um, autumn and winter and think about some ideas that you might want to pitch to journalists at that time, because I'm trying to be positive here. We're all going to be okay. We're all going to pick ourselves up from this and bounce back. It's a really, really difficult time. It's very, very stressful for people, but we do have to be positive and think that there is going to be, you know, people are still going to have dogs, people are still going to have pets, they're still going to need service providers to help them. So, on to the main podcast, but I just wanted to kind of bring you up to speed with where, I, where we are at at the moment as I'm recording this, so I can try to make it as relevant as possible. So today I'm going to talk about how to find the right journalist to contact with your press release. So one of the things that happens quite often when people, when I speak to people and they, and I'll say to them, maybe they'll come on like one of my free PR challenges and I might say to them, have you ever tried pitching before? Or sometimes people will pop up on their Facebook group and they'll tell me about a really, really interesting story. And I'll say to them, have you ever tried pitching this story? And they'll say, oh, well, I sent it to my local paper, but they never came back to me, and then actually, when I asked a little bit more, asked for a little bit more detail about it, they will quite often say that they sent it to a generic email address, or they maybe they didn't really have a kind of good rummage around the paper to see who the right person was to send the email to, or also to look for kind of different spots in the paper to send the email or pitch to. So I'm going to go through a few different scenarios about how to find the right journalist to contact with your press release, because the more targeted you can be with with who you send your press release or pitch to, the more chance you've got of it, you know, landing basically and resulting in some nice coverage for you. So, as I say, there are ways that you can ensure you've got a great chance of success or a hit, hit rate, as we call it, um, when you do contact a journalist. One of the things that you can do is you don't, you have to make sure that your story is interesting, first of all. Is it newsworthy? Who, you know, why would anyone care? So what I say when I'm working with clients or working in my Facebook group and people are saying I've got a story about, you know, my new training plan or maybe I've got a story about a new book that I've written. It's like what you have to think about is, you know, why would anybody care? How can we turn 
somebody writing a book into something really newsworthy. So I'm going to go through a couple of ideas um, and hopefully give you some ideas as well from this, from listening to this podcast. So if you've got something that you're thinking, actually, yep, I might give that a whirl, I might try and pitch that, I might try and get some coverage from it, then you will have a greater chance of getting a yes to it. And that's what it's all about. That's why you're listening to me right now. So here are five different ways to find the right journalist to send your idea to. So the first journalist to think about is the journalist that covers your patch or district. So as you might have heard on another podcast, I used to work on the Warrington Guardian, and that is a weekly newspaper over in Cheshire. And I worked there back in the north, in the early noughties, um, and I used to cover a pitch, which was Grappenhall, Fellwall and Lim. So if you were, let's say if you were a dog trainer in Lim or a dog walker in, in Fellwall, what you would do is you get the copy of the Warrington Guardian, you'll see all these different sections. So the newspaper starts off with a news section. They normally have quite an entertaining story on page three, something quite lighthearted. They have, if you go towards the middle of the paper, they have a business page. They also have um, a lifestyle supplement as well. So there's all these different sections. But one section that a reporter has to fill every week at the Warrington Guardian, and the same for other local papers, is their district page. Quite often they'll have to do that early on in the week as well. So they will always be crying out for stories for their district page. The other thing about the district page is they always need a nice photo. So if you've got a pet business, you're going to have some nice images of you working with animals. That's a great photo that you can, you know, that's going to fly into a district page. So if you are thinking you'd like to appear in your local paper, what I would suggest that you do is go out and buy a copy, have a good look through there and try to find the district page, which is really specific to the park, to maybe the village or the, the area in a sub, the, the suburb or area where you operate your business. So you can say, I am a dog trainer from Lynn, rather than just saying, I'm a dog trainer from Warrington, because it fits into that section that they need to fill every single week. So that's the first um, journalist who I would say for you to approach. So if your if you're business, you know, if you service a particular area in a district that's covered in the paper, you go to the reporter that covers that page. And if you want to find their details, usually it will say, at the Warrington Guardian, it will say Lim Grappenhall and Bellwall at the top of the page. And then they have like a photo of the reporter who covers that page. They'll have their name and they usually have an email address as well. So the next journalist that you can pitch to is a journalist that covers a specialist area. So again, going back to my Warrington Guardian days, and this is the same for most regional and local papers, certainly for the nationals as well. People work on different sections. So you'll have news reporters and you'll have features reporters. You'll have health reporters. You'll have business reporters. So think about what your story's about and what area of the paper it would fit into. So let's say, for example, you have got a story about how adopting your rescue dog helped you overcome depression and you left your corporate job and became a dog walker or groomer. That could fit into a district page, but it could also fit into a health section as well, because we talk about mental health and how you've overcome, um, over, you know, you basically improved your mental health by setting up your business. So you could picture it as a health story. So what you would do there is go and find the health reporter on that on that newspaper. Quite often it will say their name, so it might say by Sarah Jones, health reporter, and you can go and pitch to that particular reporter. So maybe there might be a transport reporter and you might spend the summer in Greece as a volunteer rescuing and um, helping transport rescue dogs to their new homes, which is one of the many stories that I've written about. Um, I wrote a story about a guy who works for Zanti Strays over in Zanti and he volunteers every summer and he drives over there and he picks up rescue dogs and he brings them to their new homes. 
So if for, if for whatever reason, Peter, his name is, if he wanted to raise awareness of Santi Strays and the work that they do, he could he could talk to his local paper about it. He could talk about maybe if he's driven, maybe he's driven like 300 dogs over in one summer. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. Then he could pitch to the transport reporter and that would be a really interesting transport story. Again, normally the transport page might not have pictures of loads of cute dogs who have been rescued from Greece. So the transport reporter, I imagine, would be very, very excited to hear from Peter and learn about what he does. So think about the journalist that covers a specialist area and you can go and approach them. So the next journalist who I would advise you to have a look, have a look at pitching to is a journalist with an interest in your business. So I write lots about pets, so I will have um, PR companies contact me because they'll see my name repeatedly come up and I'm also on media lists for writing about pets. But if you have a look through a local paper, so I work mainly for the national papers, but if you have a look through a local paper you'll, you might, or online, you might see a reporter who's covered a lot of pet stories. So when I worked on the Warrington Guardian, again, one of my colleagues, Sarah Harker, used to cover news, um, so she covered a district, she used to cover health as well, but one of the things that she did was she covered news from the local animal shelters. So every week she would write about Dog of the Week, and if they were having any fundraising events, she would write about that. So if you had a look through the articles that Sarah Harker had written, if you maybe got a copy of the paper for a few weeks, had a look through them, you would see that her name repeatedly comes up on animal stories. So you know if you send your animal story idea to Sarah, the chance of her saying yes is far, far greater than if you send it to somebody who is you can't see any evidence of them writing about animals or them being a big animal lover. So just as an example, when Sarah and I worked together on the news desk, we had a news editor called Steve. Now, he could not give stuff about animals. So if you'd have rang up and said, I've got a story, can I speak to the news editor? He'd have probably said, well, you know, you need to take out an advert and probably put the phone down. Whereas if you'd got in touch and spoke to Sarah and told her about how you transport animals from Greece or something amazing that you're doing at your, at your animal rescue, or, or a really interesting grooming package you're offering at your groomers that she could maybe go and try with her dog, Sarah would be jumping up and down. She'd be really excited. She'd be, she would be absolutely all over your story. So think about finding somebody who's really passionate about pets, and that's going to really increase your chance of getting in the paper. So the next journalist to approach is a journalist who's crying out for ideas. So I've got a great example here. Years ago, probably about five, six years ago, maybe even longer, I used to, I'm on a, lots of Facebook groups for journalists. Um, so people will, will all chat about things that are going on in the industry and new reporters will come on and say, hi, I've just started at the Express or the Daily Mirror or the Sun. Does any, you know, if anyone's got any stories, do get in touch with me. So I had this story and I tried it, I tried it by, via a contact at this particular newspaper and they said no to it. But I was kind of quite adamant that I knew this story was good and I knew that it would work for that particular paper. So I was in this group and a girl called Lucy Garner popped up and said, I've just started. She was the editorial assistant at the time. If anyone's got any stories, let me know. So I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to run it by her. So I sent the I sent an email with an outline of the story to her. She rang me straight back and said, oh my gosh, I really love this story. And it went in the paper that weekend. It was a double page spread. It was a really big story. So my, my instinct was right. I was right to pursue it. So Lucy stayed there for a long, long time. We're still in touch now. She went from being editorial assistant to one of the senior reporters on the features desk. So that meant, to be honest, I'd say for the two years before she left, I had a story with her pretty much every month. Whenever she needed a case study, so by case study, I mean somebody talking about personal experience, she would always come to me. 
So I would be commissioned to go and find the, find the kind of people who she needed to talk to. So, for example, I might write about somebody who somebody who um, had lost a significant amount of weight or somebody who'd been on a reality TV show, all kinds of different things. So because I'd found this, I'd helped this journalist who was crying out for ideas, she then, you know, I, I got that good karma back in droves and did really, really well from working with Lucy. And was still, she's still a great contact now. She now works in um, communications. And whenever I need help from for the area that she covers, she works for a, a, a a lawyer's firm, then she's always there to help me. And we've got that great, great relationship. So that all goes back to, you know, some people might think, oh, you know, she's, some people might have thought she, you know, she isn't an editor. She was, she, but she worked her way up and she was a fantastic contact. So if you go on, let's say, let's fast forward to like the more modern times that we're in now, you might be on your local newspaper, social media account, and you might see a new reporter, maybe somebody on work experience, for example, saying, I'm, you know, on work experience at the Bolton Evening News or wherever your local paper is, please get in touch if you've got any ideas. Now, they really, really want to impress their, their boss. They really maybe want to get that job or they're new and they're really green, really keen, and they're going to look after the contacts. So if you can make a relationship with them, build a relationship with them, that's going to, you're going to, it's just going to be worth so much for you moving forward. So always keep an eye out, maybe on Facebook group, maybe on a local paper's social media account, so Facebook maybe on their Twitter page, keep a look out and see if you can find a really great contact like I did with Lucy. So the final journalist who I would recommend you um, approach with your idea or press release is the journalist that you've already built a relationship with. So if you've already had a story in the newspaper or online or in the magazine or you've been on a radio show, it's really important to maintain the relationship with the journalist looking forward. So, for example, um, we're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic at the moment, and one of my clients is Claire Lawrence. So she's a dog trainer over in Derbyshire. She works in Buxton, and she's also an expert with barking dogs. So Claire has been so proactive um, during the coronavirus crisis. Before, um, you know, before lockdown, before people were, you know, before the elderly were being told that they couldn't leave the homes, before the real panic set in, Claire created some really valuable content about how pet owners could cope if they had to go into lockdown. Also, the steps that they could take to entertain the dog at home, how to, you know, make sure that you're practicing good hygiene around with your dog. And in general, she created this brilliant blog post. And we all, you know, I shared it on my social media um, because I also have a pet blog as well. So I shared it on that page. Lots of other, lots of her clients did the same. Lots of her colleagues did the same because Claire's friendly with lots of other dog trainers and she cre- she created this really helpful resource so other people were sharing it. Now, I helped Claire pitch to BBC Radio Derbyshire and she went on and she did a section on BBC Radio Derbyshire and also her, her blog post got noticed by a reporter from BBC Radio Nottingham so she went on there as well. So that's been fantastic for her. So she can then go and nurture those relationships moving forward and then whenever... Whenever that journalist needs somebody to speak about dog training or just dogs in general, dog behaviour, barking dogs, because Claire's a specialist dealing with barking dogs, then they will turn to Claire. So what Claire's done, following on from being on the radio and from giving them that really helpful interview and that helpful information, she's followed up, she said who she is, what she does, how she can help them in the future. Always say thank you as well. She's, so she's nurtured that relationship. She's following um, them on social media, so she's keeping an eye on what they're looking for. So think about the people you've already built a relationship with. So if you've, if they've had one good experience with you, 
chances are, you know, when you go to them as something else, they're most likely to come back to you than they would be if you've not already done that groundwork. So another contact of mine is Dominic Hodgson. He's done this brilliantly over the last year, and he's done this across radio, online and print. So Dominic writes books. He's also a dog trainer. He runs a dog adventure business, and he's also a business coach for other pet businesses. So he, I worked with him to promote a couple of his books. So one was about worry-free walks, which was talking about how to have a worry-free walk with your dog. Um, and we talked a lot about the, what the biggest problem is that the reason why dogs, um, dog owners can't have a worry-free walk and dogs will be badly behaved is because they're bored. So we did a story for the Daily Mirror. Then he was featured on Radio Newcastle. Then he went in the Sunderland Echo. Then he, um, he went in the Newcastle Chronicle as well. So he had four hits out of that. So the next time when he had another book to promote, we came up with another great angle and he went back to all of those reporters who he's already built a relationship with. He's already given them something that was really, really great content, really valuable to their readers who are dog owners who want to know how to solve problems with their dogs. And each time they've all said yes. And then later on last year, he did um, he did a thing called the Tour de Rescue where he went on a bike ride around lots of different rescue centres. So again, because he'd done all of that great groundwork, he'd sent the thank yous. He He's really good, actually. He even sends like chocolate to people. So he'd done that relationship building, that nurturing, um, and he'd been that really helpful person. So when he did the tour de rescue, when he went around visiting different rescue centres and highlighting the work that they did, again, the TV, the radio, the newspapers were all, they all said yes when we approached them. So he had loads and loads and loads of coverage, which was brilliant. Also, because he was doing a fantastic job raising awareness um, of animal shelters and people who really need help. So that was fantastic. So well done to Dominic. Um, so just to have a little bit of a recap then, um, I'm just going to run through the five journalists again. So we've got the journalist that covers your patch or district. We have the journalist that covers a specialist area, so health, transport, education. The journalist who's got an interest in your business, so look out for the crazy cat lady or crazy dog lady. The journalist who's crying out for ideas and the journalist who you've already built a relationship with. So just to conclude, it's easy to spend hours or days even toiling over a press release and then just sending it to editor at Warrington Guardian or news at, because you've run out of steam, you've worn out with it, you've been staring at this picture or press release and just thinking, oh, you know, you can't see the wood for the trees. If you do this, the chances of it even being seen, never mind published, are really slim. But if you get in front of the right person, not only is it most likely to appear, but you also know what to do moving forward and you're also building up those great relationships so people will come back to you when they need your expert advice again. So with Dominic again, people, the reporters came back to him over the summer when we had a heat wave and they needed a, they needed expert advice on how to help your dog cope in the heat wave. So with Claire, I know people will go back to her. So you're positioning yourself as an expert and you've been that really helpful person. So you're going to, you're going to reap the benefits of this little bit of research that you do. So if you do follow the tips that I've given in this episode, do let me know. I really love hearing from you if you've had a success story. And I love it if you share links or pictures of your coverage in my Facebook group. So if you'd like to stay in touch with me, the best place to go is my free Facebook group. It's called Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. And if you go into Facebook, you can find it just by putting those words in the search box. And you can also find it in the show notes of this episode, um, which you will find um, if you yeah go into the show notes so that's it for now um i hope i've given you something to think about and if you're doing lots of prep during the coronavirus crisis and the lockdown 
then maybe you can be inspired by um, some of the stories that I've shared today about Dominic and about Claire and about the other clients that I've worked with who've had great um, success out of pitching to the right person. So I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.